life isn't just one story, it's multiple stories. I will share authentically and bravely my stories in hopes to inspire you to live a creative, purposeful, meaningful, and happy life. So my podcast is called Stories to Inspire. And what I like to do is find stories in my own life, things that have impacted me or inspired me, and then turn them into an episode where I can inspire you guys. I'll tell the story, break it down, and then inspire you guys or encourage you or give you something to think about. And so I was trying to come up with a topic for this episode and I just always have to remind myself, Crystal, think of a story, story in your own life, because sometimes topics come to me no problem at all. So I was sitting there and I was reflecting over this past week and I thought of this. My sister sent me a text message and you're going to have to follow me a little bit on this. My sister sent me a text message from her niece and her niece has a roommate in college whose dad is an alcoholic. He has started drinking again and from what I know, I think he was clean at one point and then he relapsed and he's drinking again, but he's hiding it from the family. I believe my sister's niece's roommate knows about her dad drinking. I'm not sure if the mom knows. But anyways, my sister's niece reached out to my sister because she wanted some advice. She knows about my sister and my dad, how he was an alcoholic and he relapsed, and she knows what we went through with him. So she wanted advice on how to help her roommate to deal with this. And I think she's so sweet. She's listening to podcasts. She's trying to educate herself about alcoholism and ways to help her roommate. And so my sister sent it to me because she wanted to know if I had any advice or what could I tell her. And so we were both talking about things to share with her and ways to help her friend. And I told my sister, I said, I could write a whole book on how to help somebody like that or things not to do or things that you should say or, you know, things like that because we dealt with it with my dad. My dad was an alcoholic. He got clean when my sister and I were really little. He raised us for 13 years. You know, we went to church. We had the perfect family. We enjoyed holidays together. We went on vacations. He was our softball coach. It was just a great life. My dad had a great job. And then when my sister and I were in high school, my dad relapsed. And then it was 15 years of just Oh, it was awful. It was awful. He started drinking. He started using drugs. He had all kinds of legal issues. He went to prison. He was in and out of treatment centers. And then ultimately what happened was he got clean for six months and then he wasn't feeling well, went to the hospital, found out his liver was only functioning at 10%. So then what happened, you know, he was clean, but he ultimately lost his life because of all the alcohol and drug abuse, his liver failed. And so we have a lot of experience dealing with my dad and all of that. So I thought I would do an episode on how to navigate something like that. And not only if somebody in your life is an alcoholic, but maybe somebody that's struggling or hurting or making poor life choices. Maybe you see them self-destructing in other ways. But I know it's a hard thing to do. It's a hard thing to sit by, especially if you love that person and you want to help that person. So I thought on this episode, I would give you some tips on how to navigate that or how to help that person in your life that is going through some similar situations like that. And maybe if you personally aren't going through anything like that or don't have somebody close to you that you can help, you know, maybe one day you will. And if not, I sure hope not because it's not really fun. But maybe you know somebody that is and you can pass this episode on to them and help them out. I think it just helps to know other people are going through similar things. 
And that's one thing I told my sister to tell her niece, to tell her roommate, is that I would be more than happy to talk to her. I think it's comforting to know other people have been there. You're not the only one. And to just listen to her. I mean, that's what life coaches do. We listen, right? So I thought it would be perfect. But anyways, for this episode, I have seven tips to help you if somebody in your life is maybe an alcoholic, they're struggling, hurting, making poor life choices, self-destructing, ways that you can help them. Now, number one, it's sort of contradictory to what I just said. I said ways that you can help them, but it's really hard to help people like that. And number one is you can't change people. You really cannot change people. And the sooner you realize that, the better off you'll be. If you have children, you know it's hard to control them. I mean, you can punish them, you can take things away, but you really cannot control them. They are people of their own. They have a mind of their own. They're going to do what they want to do, even if it means being punished. You cannot control another human being. And if you try, it's going to drive you nuts. It's going to drive you mad. So trying to help these people, trying to make them do what you think they should be doing, telling them how to do it, it's not effective at all. It's only going to hurt you. And my dad, he was an alcoholic. And so one of the things that they had was called the serenity prayer. And the serenity prayer says this, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, which would be other people. You cannot change them. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And so we will talk about some things that you can change here in just a few. But again, recognizing that you cannot change another person is going to be far more beneficial for you. It's going to help you when you realize that you cannot change them. But there are some things that you can do to help them and we'll get to that. Number two actually is one of those. You can listen to them. Try to understand them. Have compassion, sympathy. Now, it doesn't mean that you have to condone or accept their behavior or what they're doing or go along with it or tell them that what they're doing is fine, it's okay. You don't have to do that. But just listen to them. Listening is so huge. I know with my dad, we would have long conversations. I would listen to him. I felt like that I'm not an alcoholic. I don't understand that. But listening to him, I almost do understand because I listened. I asked questions. I let him talk. I let him explain how he felt, how it was so hard to drive down the road, buy liquor stores and not turning in there. I understood all the guilt that he felt. I understood how he felt when he drank and how it hurt us. I listened to him. I understood him. And sometimes listening, it's effective. It helps you to understand what it's like to walk in somebody else's shoes. And I think going along with that, number three is not having judgment. You think you know what you would do if you were that person, but you don't know because you're not that person. And I think it's very important not to judge that person. You can listen, but don't judge. Because guess what? We all have struggles. We all have struggles. We all have things that is hard for us to do. Some may not have the consequences that alcoholism or drug abuse will or other self-destructing behaviors, but it does not make us better than they are. I know for me, I grew up and we had a good time in high school. Some of my college days, we had a good time, but a lot of us grew up, we outgrew some of those behaviors. We went on to be productive citizens. We got married, we had families, but then there's others who to this day, and I'm 44 years old, they're still struggling with their addiction and problems. So why was it them and not me? How can I say that I'm better than them when it easily could have been me? 
So I think it's important not to judge other people. And I also think that if you're judgmental towards them, they're not going to want to talk to you. They're not going to want to confide in you. And they probably have enough other people judging them as it is. And number four is more or less to help yourself. I had to set boundaries with my dad. And you may have to set boundaries with people that you talk to or that you're in contact with in your life. And I think the boundaries are to protect yourself and your family and your sanity and your relationships. I know for me, I felt like I had to take care of my dad. I had to be there for him. I had to rescue him. I had to save him. I had to figure out how to do that for him. But I also had to realize I had two little kids. And at the end, I was pregnant with my third. So I could not keep pouring everything I had into my dad. I had to look out for my family. I had to look out for my health. I had to make sure that my dad's problems didn't cause problems for me in other areas of my life. You know, and I had to set boundaries. I didn't let him babysit my kids or we didn't get in the car with him. So things just to protect us and him, honestly. And another thing, maybe you are that person that they like to confide in and talk to and they bring their problems to you. And I think that's great. It's great to have somebody like that. But have you ever had people that just take advantage of that and they'll call you all hours of the day or they're constantly just dumping everything on you and that gets to be really heavy at times. It's a lot to handle. And to be honest, we all have a lot of things in our own life that we're trying to figure out and then you add somebody else's problems to your life. So you really have to be careful how much they bring to you, how much you're taking on, how much you're trying to help and how much you're making yourself available to them. At some point, you may have to draw a boundary just to protect yourself. And you can do that in a nice, kind, gentle way. Number five, I think this one is huge. It's hard, but it's easy, is love them. And I know I said it's hard and it's easy. It's hard because sometimes you're so angry, you're so mad, you're so disappointed, and you hate what they're doing, and that's okay. You can hate what they're doing. You can hate their behavior. You can hate the things they've done to you and the things they say, but you can still love them. You can love the person that you know they are deep down. You know, it's really weird with my dad. I mean, it ruined our lives. Him and my mom eventually got divorced. He moved out and it was a lot. I was young. My sister was young and we had a lot to deal with. And I, I hate saying that. I think, gosh, if my dad knew I was saying that, he would feel so bad because he never wanted that for us. Which makes me sad now even thinking about him feeling bad about doing that. Ugh. It's weird how things come up like that every once in a while. I'll do okay and then it just hits me. I would not ever want my dad to feel bad for what he did to us. And it was a blessing. All of the things that I've been through with him were a blessing. It didn't feel like it at the time, but I think it's changed the person I am for the better. Even though I lost him, even though we went through a lot, I'm a better person because of what I went through. So I thank him for that. Whew, okay. I'm going to get past this. So in church the other day, we learned about grace. And grace is undeserved favor. And, you know, I forgave my dad. Did he deserve it? No. Nobody deserves any forgiveness. You know, when you do things, you don't deserve it. But Jesus gave us grace. And so my dad was my dad. I loved him so much. I knew the person he was and I loved him. and I forgave him. And to me, that was easy. I just loved him. He was my dad. And I think one way you can love them is to never stop believing in them. Let them know you believe in them. Encourage them. Support them. Build them up. Give them grace. Forgiveness. I think they need our love and encouragement more than ever. They have enough other people beating themselves up. They beat themselves up. They know what they've done wrong. 
It's like a kid who just finished a baseball game, who made some errors. They know what they did. They don't need to be told what they did. They usually know where they went wrong. They know they messed up. They know what they need to do to improve. They just need love. They need encouragement. They need support. They need to know that you're by their side. And I was by my dad's side no matter what. I was never going to stop believing in him. I didn't like the things that he did. I had to set boundaries. And I wasn't just going to accept his drinking. But I knew there was more for him. And he never doubted the love that I had for him or my sister or my mom or any of us. And so I think that's a huge one. I think that's so important. Number six is this. Don't take anything that they do personal because it has nothing to do with you. You know, if you're trying to help them, you're talking to them, they may get mad at you. They may say things to you that are hurtful and not just alcoholics, other people struggling, hurting, making poor life choices. They may say things to try to hurt you because they're hurting themselves. But remember, it's not really that person speaking. It's their hurt. It's their pain that's causing them to act out. Even their life choices, they're not doing it intentionally to hurt you. It has nothing to do with you. It's them. I never once thought my dad was drinking because of me. I never once thought, well, if he loved me, he wouldn't do that because I know he loved me. Sometimes we do things that don't make sense. They don't add up. You know, I like to think of it this way. You love yourself, right? Most of us, we do things to benefit ourselves because we love ourselves. We love the way we feel. We love doing things because of how it makes us look. We love ourselves. Well, if you love yourself, why aren't you working out every day? Or if you love yourself, why are you not eating healthy every single day? If you love yourself, why are you putting sugar into your body? Why are you using lotions and perfumes and things that are toxic? If you love yourself, why are you doing those things to harm your body? I think it's more complicated than that, isn't it? So that person isn't doing what they're doing because they don't love you. They have a problem. They have an issue. They're struggling. They're hurting. It's deeper than that. So I think it's just really important to not take it personal. And last, the last thing that you can do, and this is where you're going to have the most impact, is by praying. Because again, going back to number one, you cannot control them. You can't make them do anything. They have to make that decision for themselves. You can listen to them. You can support them. You can love them. But those things aren't going to change them. The only thing that will change them is prayer. And when you pray, you're asking God to intervene, to take over. Because we know that we have no control. We can't do anything. We need God. It's like, God, I'm doing what I can do, but I need you. I mean, he's the only one that can do it. If anybody can do it, it's God. I know it works because it worked for me in my life. It's helped more than once in my life. I've seen God change people, and I'm praying for him to change some people now. And you know, the weird thing about prayer and faith is you may not always see the evidence. That's what faith is. It's not seeing the evidence. So you might be praying for someone, and you still see them struggling. You still see them self-destructing. You still don't see them making the choices that you think they should. But that's faith. You believe anyways. You believe despite what you see. So I'm asking you to pray for that person. Have faith. Keep believing and don't ever give up. That's really all you can do. It's in God's hands, which should be a big relief to you because you don't have to do anything. You just have to be a good listener. Talk to them. Love them. Those easy things. Those are easy things. And then leave the hard stuff to God. Give it all to God. I have a prayer box. It's in my Etsy shop. If you go to blank page girl, on Etsy, I have a prayer box and you can take the notepad that's in that prayer box, write a prayer out for that person and then you put it in the box and you give it to God and then you don't have to worry about it anymore because it's God's problem. 
let him handle it. And I'll put the link to that in my show notes so you can go by our prayer box and put all the people that you're praying for and trying to help in that prayer box. That's how you can help them is by praying. That's where you're going to have the most impact is by prayer. So at the end of every episode, I like to ask a powerful thought-provoking question. So the question I want to ask you is this. Which of these points can you do better? Out of all of the tips and the points that I gave you, which of them can you work on improving? And we'll recap really quick. Number one, you can't control them. Number two, listen. I mean, really listen. Listen without judgment. And number three was judgment. Number four, set boundaries. Number five, loving them, giving them grace. Number six, not taking it personal, realizing it has nothing to do with you. Number seven, praying. Which of those do you think that you can work on improving? And maybe which one can you apply now? So I hope today's episode was beneficial for you. And if not you, maybe somebody you know. Take care. Have a great week. I'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Hey, I have a great opportunity for you. I just so happen to have a few open coaching spots for new clients. If you are looking for something more or for something different, I would love to help you get there. I believe you are more than capable with a coach like me to support you and to hold you accountable. Go to crystalstidham.com and send me a message. Let's connect. There's no obligation to sign up. It's just a free chat to get to know each other a little better and to see if we are a good match. It's crystalstidham.com. I look forward to talking to you soon.